What's up, everybody? And welcome to Pillow Talk, Moment with the Mowgli's. I am Johnny Mowgli Jr. And I'm Deidre Mowgli. And we are an ordinary couple. With extraordinary purpose. What did you just say? I said, because you look good to me. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> What's what? up, everybody? Welcome to another, the second, another video podcast, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, I'm going to ask a question, Deidre. You going to ask me how I'm doing? How you doing, Deidre? Do you really want to know? Because I just had to prompt you to ask me. You know what? I love you. You look really, yellow is your color. Is it? Mm-hmm. Why? Because it looks nice on your skin. Thank you. It does. And it says, just do it. <laughs> what does, it, who, who, who is we it? We just had this before we aired. Right. We just had this conversation. Just do it. What's it? It is whatever it, it is. Just do Deidre. <laughs> okay. That could be, that could be it too. I know. It could be it too. All right. Hey, husband. <laughs> Happy day. You good? I'm fine, you, baby. Are you want, do you see what my shirt says? Alvin Ailey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? That used to be a dancer. I'm <laughs> your private dancer. <laughs> so listen, this this shirt was from when me and Paige went to Atlanta. Yeah, I remember and we that. Went to the Alvin Ellie show with Paige. Amazing time. If y'all have not seen them in person, I don't know that they're doing anything right now. But this trip happened, I think, last year. Yeah, me and Paige flew to Atlanta, and we had an we had a ball. The whole thing was done. In Did Bridget excellence. go with y'all? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, me, Paige, and Bridget um, stayed downtown, and we went to the Alvin Ailey show, and it was, oh, man, that was a great experience. Mm-hmm. It really was. And so this is my souvenir from it. Nope, dance is not my praise. Mm-hmm. However, I do private dances for you. <laughs> she do, and she gets paid very well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Something's wrong with you, man. What's wrong with I me? I don't know. Absolutely don't know. nothing. So, this is what I want to talk about. I what you want to talk about? This popped in my head. Yeah. So this popped in your head the other night. Yeah. One night. And I asked when we you, got in the bed, I said, "Baby, is there power in not knowing?" And do you know what I immediately thought? What? We're in a marriage, Negro. There's no power in me not knowing anything. <laughs> Yeah, you. I can see you thinking that. Yeah, but I'm. A, I'm and that's saying, why I asked you. I was like, um, I need you to expound on that a little bit more, sir, because the power of not knowing is yeah. not a good thing. In so while you was thinking about that, right? This is what I was thinking about. What were you thinking about? The baby? power of not knowing if this was going to work. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you know that I was going to become? The man I am today. How did you know? Did you just take a chance? Did you hope? Yeah. I prayed. I hoped. I did too. Because you could easily, sometimes if we, I feel like this, and we've said this to each other a lot, or oftentimes like, Lord, thank you for not showing me or not letting me know what your plans are because we would sabotage it. Yeah. Or we would mess it up every time. So, I would easily say, oh, Lord, you don't know Deidre at all. That ain't what she going to do. And then you did it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe Deidre did that. Sickness. So, but, yeah. So, yeah, I um, I absolutely, um, I once you broke it down to me about, you know, like why you asked me that or yeah. whatever. Because my first thought is, okay, oh, let's say the power of not knowing. Okay, no, there's no power in that because in a relationship, I need to know things. Yeah. But when you, you brought it to me in another perspective, like I did, that brought back, you know, like I said, conversations that we've had, like, thank you, Lord, for not telling me or not showing me the plans that you have for my life. Because surely we would mess it up. Yeah. 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 And I, I kind of stemmed it from that. Mm-hmm. And then I just looked over our life and I was just saying, you know, if if I knew, I did not know when we had kids of what a father was supposed to do. I had ideas um, of what my dad did for me, Mm -hmm. you know, and I got two sisters. I'm the oldest. So 
my whole thing was it was completely different. You know, I'm his son. I got daughters. I ain't got no son. Yeah. So what do I do for these chicks? Do I be there? Am I going to have to, you know, do bra shopping? We got to talk about the, the, the period thing. You know, there's a lot of stuff got to happen in between the birds and the bees. You know, all these conversations. So it's like I, I did not know what to expect. What yeah. To, but the the one thing that I I know what what I say what we say a lot is, you know, especially with our children, with raising our kids, I think it was equally lessons being learned. The kids learning stuff from us, mm-hmm. and we learning stuff from stuff them. from them. Yeah. So yeah. it was. It, I think it was equally balanced because it was a lot of stuff that we learned from them. Yeah, we guided them and stuff, but y- you don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. So sometimes I, I just thought, you know, I just said, let me let me ask this question. Let's discuss this a little bit. And I, you being the little researcher, you doing you are now. So by the time I said that, she done sent me about forty. Little links. Yeah, I'm the quite the dancing researcher now. Yeah, that, yeah, the dancing researcher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> going back to that private dance, I need to remind you about until we get. You done ain't got to remind me, girl. Yeah, I'm going to remind you that you are going to get a show tonight. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. All right. So, me being the dancing researcher that I am, um, once you then it was the next day. You actually um, after you mentioned to me. Um, have you all ever thought about the fact that there's power in not knowing? Yeah. And so I looked it up and I found um, a blog on HuffPost.com and the exact title of it was called The Power of Not Knowing. And um, and so I sent it to you and you immediately responded, which let me know that it must have been real good because you immediately responded and said, babe, this is good. And so at the beginning of it, um, it says, why are we so obsessed with knowing everything? While there's nothing wrong with knowledge and understanding, our insatiable desire to control stuff often gets in our way of being at peace in life. And so after I read that, I was like, hmm, there's some truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, there's a whole lot of truth to that. Because there is nothing wrong with... Of course, you know, even the Bible says, you know, you know, get get and ask for wisdom, knowledge and understanding. And, you know, you want those things in your life. But it also talks about um, but we also just because we are flesh, we have the desire to know things and feel like we can control things. But in the same token, I say, God, thank you for not for for not revealing everything to us at one time, like. You know, like when, when you're as soon as you're born, you know what I'm saying? Or as soon as you can understand or as soon as you get into adulthood saying, hey, Deidre, let me sit you down and tell you this. This is what your life is going to consist of. This is what it's going to look like. You're going to get pregnant at 17 and then you're going to get pregnant at 18. And, you know, uh, Johnny's not going to be around for a little bit. And then you're by 19. OK, at 19, you're going to have a set of twins. And uh, 21 is going to be the last baby. You're not going to have no boys, you know, included. I probably would have never met you. You see what I'm saying? And, you know, yeah, you you, John, you and Johnny are not together right now, but y'all going to get back together eventually. And then y'all going to, you know, be married. Y'all going to go through a lot of things. Let me, let me, because look, Deidre, 30 years. Y'all going to be together over 30 years. Y'all going to be married, you know, for, y'all going to be married for 28 years. And, you know, on and on and on and on. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It would have been like, I would have been like, You'd have been trying to shift and stuff. What? Okay, Lord, all these babies and I stuff don't in the know beginning. We're gonna reverse this and put this back here. <laughs> so after the marriage and stuff, right. happens, then we gonna do all this other right. stuff. And then I'm gonna put it like this. And you know, but <clears throat> I, I I think there is peace in not knowing. Absolutely. Um, I have to trust you. And and granted, you've you've earned my trust, but we're at a place of trust now that. I know who you are, so nobody can't tell me something crazy about you. Right. Type thing. Right. So, um, nobody from the outside can come and say nothing about to me about my wife. Yeah. At all. Because for you to tell me something crazy 
is the saying that I don't know now. Once me and you have a conversation, if I find out if anything true, then that'll be a conversation that me and you will have. Right. But nobody from the outside can come in and say anything. But I, I have a overwhelming peace that you're my wife and you're only my woman, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about anything else, nobody else. I'm not worried about um, you out here bad-mounting me. I'm not worried about none of that stuff. I have a piece of that. Yeah. You know, if now, do you call me a couple of words every now and then? Yeah. What words do I call you? I can't say that on him. You know I can't say them stuff on him. You you know I can't do that, Deidre. But but you said do I do you call do you you call call me some words words every now Uh and then? But in the privacy of our home, the PG stuff. You call Mm -hmm. me. You know you call me a joker. Mm -hmm. You know that's the P the PG version. Okay. Call me some other stuff, but you you know you are called you no you looking like you all confused. You will say something, but the good the good thing about us and where we at is that it's not so much. We do have friends that we we confide in and we vent to that we trust, but it's not like fifty percent of the stuff you know I tell my my friend and then fifty percent I tell you. Most of the time, with us, we just trying to pick the right time and. To actually sit down and talk. And then sometimes the emotions get overwhelmed and some stuff might happen. But I thank God that if that happens with me, then you, that, that's when a couple of words come out. You'd be like, uh, Joker, go take you a shower. Have you a glass of wine or something. Go for a walk, but then come back and talk to me because you're a little, you just need to get a little rest, honey. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. In those instances, I do, you know. Yeah. Call you something else, but it's never, you know, it's always yeah, loving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, it's, it's always loving. loving. I know it's loving. Um, but no, I just, you know, sometimes you be, you be tired, you be tired, <laughs> and so I just tell you, babe, I'm, I'm gonna just, you know, it's okay. I'm just gonna walk away. I'm gonna walk away, and I'm just gonna let you be all right. Because what you about to get is two taps to the throat. Two taps to the throat. Um, but yeah, so I, in, in, in vice versa, you know, but, but. <clears throat> the the not knowing part, um, I, and I, I I have no idea where it came from, but I I just am, what I thought to myself was I really feel like there's power in not knowing. Cause first of all, you know, just with us, um, here, the not knowing the relationship you have with God and not knowing, it's a right. lot of not knowing. That's a prime example. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of not That's knowing when it comes to God. Mm-hmm. So you don't know a lot of stuff. Right. Now, reading is fundamental. And, you know, most people say if you want to hide something from somebody, you put it in a book. Because they ain't going to read it. Yeah. So you gain your relationship mm-hmm. with God. You stay connected with God through not only praying, but through reading the Bible. But it's a lot of stuff. It's a it's a lot of stuff that's in the Bible that you can find out about God, but then there's a lot of stuff that you're just not gonna know. You gotta trust Him and have faith. Yeah, you know. And us as people who are Christians, they really, really, some really, really believe in that. Others say they believe in it, but they they anyway. That's a whole nother story. But what I wanted to say is. The power in not believing, that's big in that. But the power in not... Not knowing or not believing? Not knowing. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The power mm-hmm. in not knowing is big in that. But the power in not knowing in our everyday life sometimes is good. When we were purchasing the house, the process, a lot of the stuff we didn't know. We didn't know. Right. It was issues going on backstage, everything. And our realtor being the, the, the phenomenal woman that she is... She basically said, if it was something that y'all needed to know, we would have told you. Yeah. It wasn't nothing that y'all needed to yeah. know. Now. And then when we found out, she would come to us and say, let me tell y'all what's been going on. Yeah. But this is how, you know, the Lord has fought Shame. y'all and, and things. This is the outcome of it. So, people who want to know everything, are they considered to be controllers? That's a question to me. I'm asking. That's what I feel like. Like, we want to be controlled 
you know, control, to control everything, to know everything, to be able to control everything, every and anything, but also to, to feel like, you know, I can maneuver this for this to go this way and not go that way or for this to happen and that not to happen. So, so I need to, I need to know everything. Yeah. Basically that's what it is. But let me share with you what, um, what this, some of what this article is saying, because it was, it was interesting um, there were a couple of things that came up um, that I believe I sent you, but this one was the most interesting. Um, it says, do you like to know things? Would you consider yourself a know-it-all, controlling or anal in any, any way? All of these things, among many others, apply to me and many people around me. Why are, you so, so, why are we so obsessed with knowing everything? Um, like I said, you know, there, while, you know, getting wisdom and, and the knowledge and understanding is good. We have an insatiable desire to know and control stuff, and it often gets in our way of trying new things, going for it, and being at peace in life. So what may, what I think about when that said is even with the podcast, that we we knew nothing. We didn't know nothing, absolutely nothing. And but because we didn't know anything, that didn't deter us from not trying it. Yeah. Or from not trying this, and here we are. You know, almost. Well, this is a year later. Because we started taping in October of 2019. Did we? Yeah. And it's October of 2020. Wow. Yeah. So we there were things that we didn't know. There was a lot that we didn't know. There's a lot that we still don't know. But we were like, okay, God, so this is what we think we have a desire to do. And this is what we have. And, okay, so we're going to need help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I, I know that you can attest that every step of the way, he's been provision. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, God, if, if this is your will for our lives, if, if this is something that that is on the path that you have for us, but not the path that we have for ourselves, then bless it. Because yeah. <laughs> we're going to say yes, even though we don't know what this entails. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Man. Yeah. A year. Yeah, I that I, that thought just came to my head. We started in taping in October of tonight, two thousand nineteen. And let me tell you, mm-hmm. let me tell you mm-hmm. how the power of not knowing made us made us wise, because because we didn't know the media part of it, we didn't know the recording, all the antics that went into social media and everything. Mm-hmm. We prayed for God to send somebody mm-hmm. to us mm-hmm. that knew that. Mm-hmm. And even with that, we were prepared to to learn. Right. Which we still are learning, but we were prepared to learn a lot of stuff. Yeah. But it was like, it was almost like a two parts of a dinner that need to be put together to make a great combination. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what happened. You had, you know, the media team here, Swadium, Swadium, and Moments with the Moguls, we came in and then we put it together. And then we began to move forward. And while we move forward, we're learning new stuff on both sides. Mm-hmm. We're pushing forward. Um, we're being stretched to new limits. Yeah. Like crazy. Yeah. So it's a lot of stuff that happened. But there was power in us not knowing how to do the media part. Right. Because that took us to God to pray. And then God sent us somebody. Why are you looking yeah. at me like that? Because he sent. I was waiting for you to... But pause. you had a, a no. I was waiting for you to pause in that to say that he sent us. He didn't just send us shabby stuff because he don't that he ain't that type of God. He no. does things in excellence, so he sent us his best. Yeah, and so because we had a willingness, um, and like you said, a total not knowing. This is the area that we had no inkling about. None. We know about this right here. We right. We know about counseling. Right. We know about right. helping people. We, we know about, about all us. that stuff. Yeah, but and we know what our story is our testimony is our you know wins our you know lessons and all that stuff but we didn't know the whole aspect of how to put it out there yeah you know social media and and production and all that stuff that comes along with it so even in this i thank him because there's you know like there there are times when we laugh because you know our team will be like well did y'all know there are people listening here and there are people listening in this country and that country. And we be looking at each other like, mm. okay, well, thank you, Lord. Because 
excuse me, because there are things that we still don't know and that still shock and still surprise us. And even the things that seem to be a challenge that we don't know about, we are still at peace because we know that God is in control. Yes. And I think that, I mean, that is, it's, it's that what, what they saying now that that that's it for me right there, that God is in control that part. So um, the gentleman also said in this this um, piece it says um, he says he heard a great saying recently that made him laugh. People who think they know everything are really annoying to those of us who actually do. Sadly, many of us, his his self included, relate to life and others this way. The obsession with knowing often has much more to do with our egos and our fear of being judged or embarrassed than it does with a sincere desire for knowledge and information. We want to control the uncontrollable life. Life is completely uncontrollable. And when you think that you have control over it, think again. Because something else is going to happen that you don't really understand why or where it came from or whatever. But like I say... The thing that does it for me is that God is in control. Yeah. Point blank, period. That whole, that entire two paragraphs right there. That That was good. Yeah, because you don't have control over life. What you do have control over is yourself. And your posture or your reaction to what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you make, even, even if you make the decision that you make and expect the outcome to be a certain way, sometimes it's still not what you think it should be. Mm-hmm. But how are you going to react to that? Right. And I, and the part about, yeah, people who think they know everything, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Let me tell you what I used to do when I was, before, when I was in the military. I used to literally make up stories because I would be around, you know how, you know how you got that, them couple of people who it no matter what you done did, Mm-hmm. They done did it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I had and they, come did, they did it before you. Oh yeah. So what I used to do, I literally used to make up stuff. Me and my we used to make up stuff. Mm-hmm. I used to say stuff like, yeah, you know, back when I was smaller and I was a little bit, you know, I, I used to do flips and we used to flip off the wall and all this other stuff. So we found a way where we could flip and flip up on the roof, grab the roof, pull yourself up, run, flip, and do a double flip off the roof on Yeah, I used to do that when I was little too. You sick, man. You are sick, man. You used to do that when you were little, too? <laughs> yeah, I used to do that, too. I remember a time when me and my boy was out in the woods, and we saw a wild hog, and we killed the hog, gutted it, and then we just started a fire right there and made us ham sandwiches right there. Well, one time I killed a deer, never failed. Never failed. He always had something. Yeah, you just did that just to yeah. get a reaction out of that Yeah, man. but for whatever reason, whatever the conversation was, that person always felt like being there, be, done that. Yeah, mm-hmm. to be a part mm-hmm. of the conversation, I have to say, let me tell you, what well, one of the things, one of the things that a lot of the people at my job always say, when I walk into a room, I'm in the, I'm in the buildings, I'm in offices, I'm in doors that sometimes I rarely understand why I'm there. Mm-hmm. But when I get there, mm-hmm. the one thing that I do mm-hmm. is sit my tail down. I got a pen and a pad, and I listen. Yeah, that's the that's the main thing that I do. And then after everything is finished, one of the things that somebody always says, "You good? You ain't saying nothing the whole time." Nope, but I've been listening. Yeah, I said I ain't in the front and act like I know all this stuff. Some of the stuff I know, but ain't nobody asked me no questions. Right. So when it's my time to talk, I'm gonna say something. But y'all invited me in here. You didn't invite me in here with a, a itinerary. I need you to do. So I had to. You said they didn't invite you in there with a what? Itinerary. Oh, okay. that's not right. Mm-hmm. You just said it differently from me. That's what I all. said? No, you said it right. What I said? I say itinerary. You. S- <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's itinerary. Itinerary. I- whatever, Deidre. It's whatever you wanted to be, yeah, baby. You're right. That's whatever what I said. Whatever you wanted to be. Oh, go ahead. With an outline. <laughs> <laughs> They give it to me with an outline and say it's an itinerary. Whatever, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> moving forward, that's what that's what they always say. They, they always say you never say nothing, right. and you know a couple of the, a couple of them they they always come to me and they say, man, I really, you know, you always soaking up stuff. But when it's time for me to talk, I I have stuff you, to yeah. say. 
But yeah. if I'm not asked to say nothing or talk or nothing like that, or if, if I'm not moved to say nothing, then I just don't. But I soak up the knowledge. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why I'm in them rooms. I don't trip. I don't say nothing. I don't. I a lot of times I don't know. But it's stuff well, just. The happened. Lord knows, and I've already told you why you're in those rooms. Stuff However. just happened, but yeah. I don't go in there fronting like I know about everything. Yeah. I don't go in there because a lot of stuff they talking about I don't know about. But listen, listen to this, babe. What if we didn't have to know everything all of the time? What if we could let go, trust, and be at peace with not knowing? Being able to embrace not knowing is one of the most important yet challenging aspects of life and growth. Being okay with not knowing allows us to be creative, open, and willing to live in a state of wonder and possibility like children do. And he was saying that his two girls teach him a lot about the importance of not knowing all the time. I mean, I, I think that's a good, um, that's what that right there is really good. What he stated, you know, just what, what if you were okay and you were at peace with not knowing, you know, it leaves you, it does leave you open to be, to have that like childlike faith or that childlike, dreaming or wondering or you know whatever when it, it comes to life it doesn't cap you right no wanting to know is is a characteristic of control mm-hmm. so having control is always wanting to have something that where you know everything that you'll be able to move and stuff that you prepared for it that you know you done got you know what you're supposed to do it's supposed to be these boundaries and not knowing you don't you're not stressed with having boundaries. Mm-hmm. You can be creative. Right. You know, you can develop something that you you know could possibly never had before. Yeah. So it, it doesn't it does not limit you. When you know when you when you know stuff, you try to answer all the questions. But when you don't know some things and you just ask to do something, then sometimes jumping out there, it, it gives you that it gives you that freedom. Yeah. So it says here are a few things that you can do to enhance our ability, your ability to not know in a positive and beneficial way. One, let go and surrender. Take your hands off the wheels and trust that you do not have to know, that you do not have to do and know everything in order to succeed and be happy. Mm -hmm. That's a true statement. You don't have to know everything to be successful. Yeah. We ne- we all will never know everything. And that's the thing about it. It was not meant for you to know everything for you to be successful. Yep. When you let go, peace and freedom can show up authentically. This can be much easier said than done for it most is. of us. It is. And it's a it's a practice which all of us about Which is all about trust. Which is all about trust and not being attached. Yeah. Yeah. But how many of us can truly say that that's what we can practice or that's what we can try to put in place? Because a lot of people, like you say, it has it has to do with ego. But a lot of I think a lot of people, it has to do with the fear. Yeah. Because when embarrassment. Right. Right. Because of your title, because of who you are, because of who you done lied and said you are or whatever the case is. How you, you have a persona you. that you have to stay in. And I mean, that's just, it's just a lot. Yeah. It's just a lot. Yeah. Admit when you don't know, Lord Jesus, stop pretending Ooh. that you know stuff you don't know. It is stressful and annoying and anxiety producing. We weren't supposed to know everything. None of us do. The easy, the easier it, it is, is for us, us to admit we don't know something, the more likely we are either the more likely we are to either learn it, let let it go, or ask for help. Or be at peace or about it. Simply be at peace about it. Yeah. This is all about having a deep sense of self acceptance and self appreciation. And that's the core of it right there. Because you don't know who you are. Are you, you comfortable to, in your skin? Right. You gotta put on this um what do you call it? Prasad? That's the word? Mm-hmm. Prasad. Boop! I got it. 
See, you was just trying to let me sit out here. <laughs> you, Did, you just you was Well, you talked me. about my itinerary. First on, not first on. Itinerary. You are absolutely out of control. It's an sir. itinerary. I we, say itinerary. We gonna talk about that after we done. We can talk but, about it now. Let's talk about what? it right now. But you know, I think a lot of people in in that. For me, it's like that kind of irritates me. It really does. For somebody that you know don't know what they talking about, <laughs> and you listen to them talk. <laughs> And inside, I'm going. That don't even look, sound inside, I'm right. Going, hush, hush, hush. Shut up. Hush, hush. Because you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Obviously, you don't know what you're talking about, and you, you, and especially when I'm trying to tell you and about you what you don't me. know, right? And you're trying to tell me that you know what you know, and I already know that you don't know what you know because in every situation. Like you said, you always try to present yourself as this person who knows everything. And I promise you, Johnny. You don't. I be like this. You don't have, in my mind, it be going like this. The voice in my head be going, you don't know what in the world you talking about. But you're going to stand up here in front of me and just say it because you think that I'm going to trust what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I believe nothing that's coming out of your mouth. Do you understand the words that are coming out of your mouth? Are not the truth because you don't know what you're talking about. But you're gonna stand here and think that I'm thinking that you know what you're talking about. And and for me, guess what that does? That ruins your witness, cause I don't believe it. So I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna trip you out. So what? um oh man, I think it was probably about two and a half, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me and my friend, me and him, we went into Lowe's. And we went to go get some materials. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we went to get some material to make the panels. Uh-huh. And when we Excuse came me. out, you know, both of us were tired. We just got off of mm-hmm. work. We went in there, spent a little time, and they, you know, had a little fun, mm-hmm. came out. And we was approached by this brother. Mm-hmm. Now, he wasn't from here. He was from an island. He had an accent or whatever. Um, just came up on us. And, and this is the thing. He walked up on us and just started talking mm-hmm. randomly. Wasn't invited into a conversation or nothing. We, he didn't. And he didn't ask us about nothing. He just walked up on us, and because he was black and we were black, I guess he felt like that gave him a permission mm-hmm. because if he said something about blackness and all this other mm-hmm. stuff, that he was go. So he just started talking about how many people are in America, black, African American, white mm-hmm. folk. You know, he just went on this big rant mm-hmm. about all this stuff and saying that. Basically, basically, and me and my friend, we never talked about it. Right. We we chat about it a little bit, but basically, what he was saying, this is what this is what I got over. He said we think black folk think they doing stuff, but they ain't doing nothing because we didn't put Obama in the office. The white folk did mm-hmm. because there are more white folk in America than black folk. Mm-hmm. Even if every black person voted, even the small babies or whatever the case is then we still wouldn't have been able to vote Obama in. Mm-hmm. So some of the stuff he been saying might have been true. I We didn't know. Right. Not in detail like that. But we y'all never invited him up to have a never conversation? Never invited him to have a conversation <laughs> or anything. So the entire thing, he said all this stuff and he was saying everything. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I wanted to ask him if we had time because he talked to us for a long time mm-hmm. and he was... But I think me and Jay checked out at some point in time. We were just standing there to make sure Buddy wasn't going to try nothing. Right, right. But he said what he said. But at the end of the day, my whole thing is, you know, he he got... I'm not going to sit here and not believe that black people don't have power. Because we do. We do. Absolutely. We're very smart and we do have power in a, a lot of different things. Yeah. Now, just like people, period, and that's across the board, you have ignorant people everywhere that think they know stuff. They have theories of why they think certain things happen. But my whole thing with this entire thing was nobody asked him for nothing. Mm-hmm. He said what he had to say and then literally walked off. <laughs> like, no exit, no nothing. He just said what he had to say and he just said, and then walked off and went in. And, and Jay stood there and looked like, what just happened? 
I'm su- absolutely surprised that y'all stood there and oh. even indulged him in that foolery. Well, I'm not really part. I think I was, I think I was tied to a different place. So I stood there, and I think the reason, only reason Jay stood there to make sure we were just making sure ain't no foolishness. That he wasn't trying nothing. Yeah, yeah. But when he walked off, we was really expecting something different. At the end, I guess I don't know. I was expecting them to say something like, "Yeah, so this is what I got. I, we need ten dollars from all you know." We right, we we raised the money. For this he fund. just said that. So my whole thing after that was, why did he feel like he had to have an audience to do that? Because he did. Maybe he's not getting listened to at the house. I don't know that he just picked two random dudes to walk up to it and talk about. The ineffectiveness of black people. And we could have walked off. Just whatever. Because I'm sure other people probably just walked off. Probably. But we didn't. Yeah. Well, better y'all than me. That's the stuff I be wanting to. Better y'all than me. But how do we know? Some of the stuff he he hit on, yeah, I can see where some of it was true. But how do we know it's true? We didn't know that detail, stuff like that. Well, you're right. So he just came and spit a bunch of stuff. And, and expected y'all to receive I it. I guess and, he expected us to have with so much. He was gonna have so much influence of in what he was saying. So it, it wasn't even. It, it was just bad timing in the wrong place. He should have. I mean, it should have been set up different. But just because we didn't know that, don't mean we just go grab a hold of that and then you, and run with it. Then when you presented it, you had nothing behind it. Yeah. Like, okay, if this is what you're. If this is what you're saying, how are we supposed to help? He just walked out. Again, there's some lack of listening at the house or wherever he lives. Yeah, he just I'm pretty needed sure somebody to talk to. And and again, they probably know that he won't admit that he don't know a lot of stuff or whatever. And the stuff that he do think that he know, he wanted uh maybe he wanted to he be wanted to feed it to the world. And I was thinking to myself the whole time, I said, This cat don't know who we are. He had no idea. Well, there you have it. Y'all would have had a new friend if y'all would have asked him for his phone number. So listen, babe, I'm gonna share with them with you. Um, there, this is number three on the few things that we can do to enhance our ability to not know in a positive and beneficial way. So the first one is, as we stated, let go and surrender. Um, admit when you don't know. Number three says, seek out things you don't know. Look for things. Find stuff and take things on that you don't understand, know about, or think you can't do. Doing this builds confidence, challenges us to expand ourselves, and gives us practice at hanging out in the unknown and uncertainty of life, which is where most real growth, change, and transformation can take place. So listen, babe. Now, point three for... um, the things on the list of things that we can do to enhance our, enhance our ability to not know in a positive and beneficial way. Yeah. Seek out things you don't know. So look for things, find stuff, and take things on that you don't understand, that you don't know about, and think you can't do. Doing this builds our confidence, challenges us to expand ourselves, and gives us practice at hanging out in the unknown and uncertainty of life which is where most real growth change and transformation can take place. Mm. My, um, what I think about my example for me in the seek out the things you don't know was me writing that chapter in that book Mm. in the co-author project. Um, because to be honest, like I told you at first, I was like, Oh, who me? No, that ain't, no, that ain't what I do. I'm I'm good. I'm going to just support y'all, you know, but because in actuality, it, it did challenge me. It, it expanded me. It, it helped me to, I think, deal with some old emotions that I hadn't dealt with before, yeah. which in essence pushed me to, there, there was growth. There has been growth. There has been change. There has been um, a self-awareness that wasn't there before. And so that's how I, you know... That's how I, you know, um, feel about that particular pointer right there. Yeah. So what are some things that you think, babe, that do you think that you're that person that always has to know? No. Um, so I am the person that most of the time, if, if I'm in a group that's talking, 
I am the dude that usually is the person that's quiet. Because I'm listening. That's I'm always listening. I am always a student. I don't right. care. I'm always a student. Now, if your teaching is garbage, I'll take it and put it where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. But if you got some stuff coming out your mouth, and I'm I'm open to listening to a lot of stuff, stuff that piques my interest, stuff that that's intelligent. It's just stuff that just piques my interest and and I crave. I know about stuff that I shouldn't know about. And the crazy thing is, I'm not the only person in the world like that. Right. But I do remember a time, and you tell me if I'm right or not. I remember a time where, and you still are to to some extent, but I remember a time where you you had to have things done a certain way. Yeah. And it had to be done a certain way. Oh, Jesus. It could not deviate from that plan. Or I would, or I would you lose it. would lose it. Yeah, <laughs> I would lose. It. And God, some of that done passed on to some of my children, and they are oh, like that. Oh Jesus! And, but I, it was, it was certain things. It used to frustrate me, upset me so bad. Yeah, I couldn't sleep, couldn't eat. I'm talking about it was that bad, and that wasn't the that wasn't me knowing. That was me being controlling. I didn't know that. Well, that's a part of knowing, though. Wanting to know, or yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it was me wanting to know was me being controlling. Okay, if we doing this, this, and this, you gonna do what? What time? All right, can we move that to this? What you doing? How you gonna do it? How much money? No, we're not gonna do that. We gonna do it like this because that's outside of what I'm doing. Yep. So and that's how literally how it was. Yeah. We're going to do it like this because this is the goal we're going to get to. And this is the destination we're going to get to. So we have to do it like this. So whatever you have over here, if it don't fit in here, then we 86 and that, and we get you over here. Yeah. And that's how it was. Yeah. Almost. And, and I'm talking about like to the point to where if you had a day planned, your day was planned. Yeah. And if anything <laughs> overrid my day, then that day I was done. I wouldn't do nothing else. I plan another day, and it'd just be shot. You right, and you were you were really anal at that point. Yeah, because you. I mean, I'm talking about to the point where if something came up that deviated from what was happening, I don't even think I, that I would tell you about it, or I'll just try to do whatever I needed to do. Like I'd be like, okay, well, you go ahead and you do that. I you you got that, but some stuff has happened over here that I need to take care of, and I'll just go ahead and do it. And yeah. I wouldn't ask you to do nothing that deviated away from what your schedule that you had planned, because I wasn't, I didn't want it. You but was the, gonna get this two taps is, to the throat. You always gonna tap. Somebody. I know. Listen, you was gonna get so. It. This this was my thing. The difference between the difference between me and you at that time was. And I, I believe in some essence we are still there, but the difference between me and you at that time was I was organized, you wasn't. Mm-hmm. I had a structure. I had, we can do this and be productive. Mm-hmm. You was, uh, let's just do it when we get to it. Mm-hmm. Like, no, negative. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Two o'clock, that's what we're supposed to be at. Mm-hmm. If we're not going to be there at two o'clock, I ain't going. You're right, but that was not reasonable. That wasn't <laughs> even life. That was not... That if I don't, don't know if I'm there, using the right word or not. Let me explain something. That was not realistic. That's the word I'm looking for. That was that was not realistic, Johnny. That ain't even how life go. And when you at that stage and that point, I was over it. Like because with five kids, you can't plan a schedule out and think that it's gonna go as planned. Like literally, well, y'all, we would, I didn't know at we the would time. have dinner plans or we would have whatever plans. And if it did not go, if that, if his day did not go specifically like he planned it on going, the rest of the day was shot to s as my somebody. Was you feeling? You feeling? Or granddaddy was saying somebody said it was shot. You feeling something? No, I'm just saying. You feeling? I thank God that, that he delivered. brought us through. I was delivered. Yeah, because I'm not was gonna be stabbed. I'm not the same person I used to be because right. I know. In order to get to a destiny, the process is my necessary. God, my and Lord. it does not have the process. 
99.99% of the time it's not going to be what I think it's going to be. Jesus. And that was the controlling part of it. Now, me I do offense. think being organized and structured is a very important part. Absolutely. But I'm, I'm a lot more lenient now because oh. ain't, nobody, ain't, no, ain't nothing but one me. Y'all, I didn't know if we was going to make it. <laughs> it's not, it's one me. It's one me. What about that, man? You were. You were. You didn't know I was going to make it. But I didn't know if we was going to make it. Because they'll be like, we have stuff planned, and then something will come up, and like you would just be like, just throw the whole day away. And I'm like, what? So just nothing can't happen. And you would. And for a while, I would be like, Okay, well, I guess we, this is not going to happen, or I guess we're not going to do this, or I guess we... And then it just turned into, all right, then, well, we're going to see you later. Because mm-hmm. you was a straight party pooper. I don't think I was a party pooper. You were. I just wanted... At that point in time, I wanted some kind of... But I, I didn't understand the, the full... Because this... And I'm going to tell you what made it so tough for me, because there were times, there <laughs> were times when... You had to leave or go out of town for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And the girls, I would have the girls. Mm-hmm. And they'll be organized. We'll have everything together. Mm-hmm. They'll iron their clothes for the week. The whole night. Mm-hmm. And we had a little thing we'd do. We'd mm-hmm. handle it like that. Mm-hmm. Little did I know them chicks was playing me because they would do that when I was there mm-hmm. by myself. When you wasn't there, but when you was there, they did other stuff. Mm-hmm. So they did but, it to appease you. Did it because they get their behind. And they, with well, it. and they did a great job of it. But as soon as I came back, it went back to the regular. So I probably stressed program. them out too. You stressed them out too. Well, listen. Regardless of that, some of them girls done picked up too. on that stuff. Some of them girls done picked up on that <laughs> stuff, and they they good, but don't let it. Control you though. Don't don't let that be a control. But I I've learned I've come a long way. Absolutely. Um and it took it took a lot for me to say that I was controlling. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like controlling somebody being controlling was always have to be something of You're beating on Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. Abuse no, no, you wouldn't beat me, y'all, because this was guess a what? mental we wouldn't be here. It was a I guess it was somewhat of a mental abuse. Was it? No, not no not to that point. Well, you said you was going to leave me. Why you were leaving me? Just because, not that it was, and I was just playing with that because you with me forever. Oh, as long as you know that. Forever. So it wasn't to a point that we weren't going to be together, but it was just to a point to where, okay, babe, you've got to understand that things aren't going to always go as planned. There are going to be kicks and kinks and it's life. And things ain't going to always go like you want it to go. But every time. And so you got to be okay with that because guess what? And to get from here, from one one place, one starting point to a destination, the Lord can take you around the world, back over here on the other side of the world, mm-hmm. back up, you're up, right. down, north, south, east, right west there. to get you right there. Get you right there. But this but this is wasn't Jesus. This was you. No, this was behavior wasn't brought on because of me. Because I say, we're going to do this, this, that, and the other. This is what we need to do to get there. And something would come up that was beyond my control. And you would still be that way. What about the times nothing came up beyond your control? So you're saying I was the catalyst? So everything always came up? No, not everything. But a lot of things that I had no control over either. All right, so, <laughs> so, but keep this camera rolling for evidence because uh, I'm about to tap him. Anyway, right there, come in. Let me touch your no, throat. No, come in. Let me no. touch your throat. Anyway, anyway, what? We've learned a lot. Over yeah, years, we have, and I, I, I get it now. The power of not knowing. Um, I don't think it makes you weak. I, I I think it gives you a freedom. Um, the power of not knowing can actually help you identify what you do really don't know. Yeah. To where you can go and do research and find out about it. Um, the power of not knowing can can expose you to something that you never knew you wanted to do. Right. So it's a lot. Right. It's a lot that can come with the power of not knowing. 
you know, the power of not understanding and knowing how a marriage and a relationship should be, mm -hmm. um, how we needed to create our own relation, our own recipe, recipe. for how we needed yeah. to do stuff. Yeah. You know, all this stuff had to happen for us to get to this place. So the power of not knowing now we good with it. So what's something that you think that's out of your comfort zone that you don't really know about that you think you would try? One of our friends, Jumped out of the which which you had to remind me that that wasn't un, unknown to you. Yeah. But Jumping would you would you would you do that now? Yeah. I don't know that I would. No, you said the other night you wouldn't. You talking about you don't know? Don't try to get on this camera and talk about you don't know if you would. You said no. Don't you uncover me like that? You said I, you would. Well, and I'm saying now I won't. I don't think that I would. I won't. If you want to go with me. If you want, I'm going to follow you even to the ends of the earth. <laughs> but it, and I'm, I, well, I listen, don't know. What, listen, what? even when, when we went to uh, Miami, we drove. You're the, right. You're, so you I, went I, on I out there. Back, you went out there. He, I want y'all to know. I want this. This witness is going to come out of my mouth. Do y'all know this man had me in the middle of the ocean on a jet ski? I did have a life vest on. And I had the key thing around my arm. <laughs> but this man had me, and it was a storm coming. So I remember oh. we had to wait a couple hours because they weren't letting anybody go out. He said, well, baby, let's go. And I'm thinking, in my spirit, y'all, I was because I was talking to myself. I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> it's been the rain. The weather finna been up real bad, and we're not going to be able to go. And the man said, but wait a minute, y'all. Um... Come back in about an hour or so because the weather is not supposed to last long. The wind's not supposed to be high long. And so if it dies down, we're going to take people out. And in my mind, I'm going, shoot. Well, I could have said something else, but I think I did. But I was like, oh, man, now I got to go. So we went to eat lunch. Yep. And we went back. Yep. And I was like, babe, you just go ahead and go. You go ahead and go. And you was like, uh-uh, because you told me you was coming and now you coming. And I was like. <laughs> we went got something to eat, came back and I said babe I just really don't think I need to go with you he was like no you going you going and I was like okay well I guess I'm going and we went and got on those jet skis and I was scared out of my I was scared out of my mind the whole really time was. no like when we first left like I was like I'm on this jet ski <laughs> I can't control what's about to happen I'm a die I'm going to die on this water. I'm going to fall in this water, and this shark is going to eat my legs. What shark? I don't know. And it was like, I was like, oh, God, what shark? I may have felt a different way if, like, I was oh, if Lord. I was on the same jet ski with you and maybe, like, holding you or whatever. But the mere fact that I was on one by myself, yeah, and I was driving it, this was on me. Yeah. If I flip this baby over... It was on me. I'm going to flip it over. The motor is up under it. It's going to cut my arm off. What's going to happen? <laughs> Johnny, I was scared. And I could not tell you that I was scared. And I was like. She know when the motor is up under it. I was like, you know how, they, how these freak accidents happen. And you, I I'll be like, Lord, I don't want to die like this. But I just want, I do want to support him. And I want to go out here because this is all. That was like all you had talked about. When we go to Miami, babe, we going to ride jet skis. And in my mind, I'm going, yes, it's going to be cute. It's going to be nice. <laughs> it's going to be it's cute. Gonna, it's going to be cute. You know what I'm saying? Because you see people on, you know, celebrities yeah. and p different yeah, yeah. people on these yeah. jet skis and stuff. And you be like, okay, that's going to be nice. But the thing about it for me was I did take a chance. You was like, babe, come come on. You coming? We gonna do this, and we this is an experience that we gonna do together. And we went and we got on it, and we I rode, think I drove slow. We rode slow. Yeah, we had a guide. He showed us around the little the little area where we was at. Yeah, um, point out a couple of the houses, houses of, and stuff. Yeah, some famous and, people. And told us about a little island, and we was like, "Can we go?" He's like, "Oh no, you can't go to that island." So right. I don't know what the island is in Miami. Y'all better stop doing whatever y'all doing. Yeah, but on that we island. couldn't go to that island. We couldn't go to that island for whatever but reason. But we was in the middle of the ocean, y'all, and I remember the guy saying, "He said, well, from this point to that part of point, you can open it up. Just be wide open." Johnny said, "Babe, you coming? No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna sit right here." What your man did? 
y'all. <laughs> then she stopped. Let me tell you. I was driving so fast, she stopped no. being scared for her. She stopped being scared for me. Y'all, she I talking about knew. he just driving. What? I knew that I was gonna come back home <laughs> from Miami with my husband in a, in a bag, in a box, because you was driving so fast. In the 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 our guide was looking at me because all I did was I stayed in that same area, and, and we're going right out of the circle. Was, I was piddling around in this circle or whatever, and he was like. You can go and open up if you want to. I said, nah, because I'm good right here. I'm going to piddle right here around you. Because you're, you know, he told us all this experience he had. And yeah. he's been riding for so long. And I was like, nah, I'm straight, sir. I'm going to drive right. I'm going to just going to piddle right here around you. He was like, okay. Meanwhile, you, I'm talking about wide open. And I was like. I was going fast as that thing can go. Johnny ain't never been on none of these in all his life. And why is he putting it all the way, like, to the floor like that? And you, you, it seemed like you went faster as you came back towards yeah, us. I was, I and was the right. whole time, I was just dry piddling in circles. And I was thinking, in a minute, I'm going to tell this this, uh, this trainer. Because our, was, what was it like for 40? We had a, was supposed to have like a 40-minute session? I think 30 so. or 40-minute session? I think so. Y'all. He let us out there for about almost an hour. About it an wasn't hour. nobody, he, you know, he didn't have anybody else to take out. So he let us, he extended our time. And as I sat there, and I'm thinking, this it's been longer than that. <laughs> it's been longer than like she worked for the people. I says, and he kept saying, "You you came, you would come back, and you'd be like, I'm good. I'm, Go ahead, like, take it out again." And I'm over here going, "I yeah. am about to die out here." And you keep telling him, "You can go back, sir. You can go back, sir." So I started asking him. I said, "Well, is it time for us to go back?" Yet? Did you ask him that? You were something else. Is it time for us to go back in? You were something else. I did. I was I was terrified. Let me tell you something. But I did it. And I'm glad that I did it. Because it was the unknown. And it wasn't, it was very much so out of my comfort zone. The only thing that I regret is that um had I known it would it would be what it was, I could have brought my camera. So you... I could have got some some video of it, video yeah. footage of it. Did I ask him? I was like, "It's cool if we bring out." He was like, "Nah, I done lost a lot yeah, of cameras." Yeah, he said, "Other people so have I lost said, yeah. cameras and stuff." I like knew here. I was go ride fast. Yeah, so yeah. I ain't no need for me to bring mine. Yeah, well, I should have brought mine, y'all, because I could have got some really good footage. Well, let me tell you, I was going so fast, I wasn't even. I was on top of that water. I was just skeeting on top of the water, just. But if something would have happened and I'd have fell off, the little thing would have had me. Them handlebars was gonna come with me. Because I had a death grip you on did. them. I think your hand was tense for a oh, while. Oh, I had a death grip on right. them, boy. Yeah. I was like, if was... anything broke, it's, it's going to happen. But it was the unknown. I had a ball when I was riding across the thing. The only thing I was saying is, what does something like a whale come up and just bump me? And I go up and... Yeah. Who, who, who was it that was in the whale? Jonah? You was going to be... Could be the Johnny. I could be the this day and age Jonah in the well, oh, in the well Mm-mm. with a sea do. Hopefully, I'd have been able to get through there pretty fast. So, but the fear of the unknown, it was good. You experienced something you never experienced, yeah. and you did it. And I did, it. and you had and I'm fun. Like, I did, I did, because that was all I talked about for the rest of the evening. That's it. But let me share the last of this paragraph of of this: the power of not knowing. It says, remember to be kind to yourself. Laugh often. We laughed a lot. Yeah. We laughed a lot. And not take yourself too seriously. Most of us spend and waste lots of time and energy pretending we know things that we really don't know. When we surrender to and embrace not knowing, a profound level of freedom and liberation become possible. Um, this was, a, again, a blog by Mike, Mike Robbins on HuffPost.com. Yeah. You um, be straight up with what you don't yeah. know. And yeah. that'll give you power to find out. Absolutely. You spend all the time and the energy wanting to say you know something and you really don't know it. Yeah. And it can be the simplest of things. Just be who you are. Be comfortable in your skin. Don't front to be nobody else. And just keep it moving. And try something new. That 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 was last summer. We tried last was it last fall when we went? Yeah, because yeah. it was last it was last September. And we gonna go bungee not bungee jumping, but we gonna go jumping out the plane. My friend, we, we are. 
Keys. She gonna do. She got my back all the He's time. He's going. I got his back. Listen, I'm in the plan. Listen, we appreciate y'all watching today. Thank y'all. This is the end of it. The power of unknowing is power in that. Free yourself. Yeah. Free yourself. Laugh. Love. Live. This has been Pillow Talk Moments with Moby. I am Big Daddy John. I'm Johnny Moby Jr. And I'm Just Do It Dietrich. <laughs> and we are something like an ordinary couple. With extraordinary purpose. Peace out, y'all. Night, night. <laughs>